welcome to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Leo, and Emily. Hello! And each episode, we will tell you a story from around the world and give you a fun activity to do at home. As always, thank you so, so, so much to everyone who's listened and subscribed so far. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Please leave us a little review if you can, ideally on Apple, to let us know what you like about our podcast. And please keep sharing your activities in the Dragonfly Tales podcast group on Facebook. They are so cool, aren't they, Leo? Yeah. And I think it's shout-out time again, yeah? Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Okay, Leo, who have we got this week? First we have Tom, who is nine, from Newington Green. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Poppy and Mila in Islington. Hi, Pops Hi, and Mila. Hope you're well. Thanks for listening, guys. George, who is four, and he's in Folkestone. Hiya, Hi, George. Guys. Thanks for listening, George. Thanks for listening. Jakey and Dylan in Brighton. Hi, Jakey. Hi, 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 Dylan. We miss you. And finally, who have we got, Leo? Etta, who's in Devon. Hey, hey Etta. Etta. Hope Thanks you're well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, brilliant. And remember, guys, if you would like a shout out, all you need to do is get in touch and we can make that happen. So, Emily, what's the story today? Well, Leo, today's story is all about a hero who goes on an epic journey. These heroes are always going on journeys. Yeah, And the hero's journey is actually a classic formula. It's been used for thousands of years and is still being used in movies today. What? A storyline that's thousands of years old being used in modern movies, like Star Wars? Yep. And the Avengers? Oh, yes. And one of the greatest heroes of all was... Odysseus! Greek myth! Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love Greek myths, don't we? Now, before we begin this story, it is worth saying that some moments in this story are a little bit gory and a little bit scary. But I think our listeners will be up to the challenge. What do you think, Leo? Yeah. Brilliant. So, Odysseus was a Greek warrior and a king. He was the king of the island called Ithaca. Now, Odysseus had been fighting in the Trojan War. And the Greeks have won, and he wants to go home to his wife Penelope and his son Telemachus, who was a little baby when he left. Aww, he must be really homesick. So, how shall we start today's story, Leo? Well, he's been fighting in the Trojan War, hasn't he? And he wants to get home. So why don't we say, the battle was over, but the real journey had begun. Perfect. The battle was over, but the journey had just begun. Odysseus and his men had been at sea for days and days, trying to get home, and they were running out of food and water. In fact, the only thing they had left on the ship were some treasure from the war and a big barrel of wine. Do you know what wine is, Leo? Isn't it a drink for grown-ups? It is. I bet some of the parents listening will know what it is. (laughs) Perhaps. Well, 
Odysseus and his men had been sailing for many, many days. All they could see around them were endless waves. Until one day, they saw a sight that warmed their hearts. Land ho! Was there land? Land. They could see land at last. In fact, they saw a beautiful island. And as they rode towards it, they noticed it had rolling green fields, seemed to have little sheep grazing in the fields too. Odysseus ordered his men to row towards the island at great speed. Are you ready, Lero? Row! 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 row. When Odysseus and his men arrived at the island, they decided they needed to explore, find someone who could exchange food and water for some treasure, or maybe even some wine. So they took the treasure and the wine with them. They came across a path leading up a steep hill, and as they trudged up the hill, they again noticed all the little sheep grazing in the fields. At the top of the hill, guess what they found? What? A huge, dark cave. I have a bad feeling about this. Me too. Odysseus decided to see if anyone lived in the cave so that they could get some food and water. They noticed a very large boulder outside the cave. It looked like it had been put there on purpose. What is a boulder? It's like a really large round rock. It looked like it fitted across the front of the cave. You mean like a door? Possibly. Odysseus and his men approached the cave and they peered inside. They could see furniture. They could see a fire pit. And they can also see little fences, as if to hold animals. Someone must live there. Someone must live there. And they decided that it would be a good idea to sit down and wait for the owner to come back. And then they could ask for some food and water. I really have a bad feeling about this. Odysseus and his men sat down and they waited and waited and waited. Eventually they heard the sound of sheep bleating their way up the hill. Can you make little sheep noises? And over the brow of the hill, Odysseus saw ten little sheep heading towards the cave. They seemed to know exactly where they were going. And as soon as they entered the cave, they headed straight for the little pen and settled themselves down. And then Odysseus heard a sound that made his blood run cold. A booming sound. The sound of thunderous footsteps coming up the hill towards the cave. Oh no. Boom. 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 Odysseus and his men had the feeling that perhaps they should be hiding and they dashed off and hid in the shadows of the cave as the huge creature came over the brow of the hill. 
Was it a giant? It was a giant. A massive giant with curving tusks sticking out of his mouth and one enormous eye right in the middle of its forehead. One? Just one. Now, do you know, Leo, what you call a one-eyed giant? No. A cyclops. A cyclops? He sounds awful. He was. He came booming up to the cave. He ducked down, came inside, turned around and rolled that heavy boulder over the front of the cave, trapping Odysseus and his men inside. (gasps) There wasn't even so much as a squeak of daylight coming through into the cave. Then the massive cyclops turned around, the firelight flickering off his huge body and glinting in his one massive eye. He bent down and he said, Mmm, I have visitors. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Odysseus, bravely, got up and made his way out of the shadows and stood in front of the massive Cyclops. What a hero! He looked up at the huge giant. What are you, little two-eyed thing? Um... Uh, uh, we, uh, said Odysseus, beckoning his men out of the shadows, uh, we are um, uh, weary travellers. We have travelled many days on the sea and we are uh, tired and and hungry and we are in search of food and and water and uh, and you, oh great um, one-eyed person, um, uh, yes, we we are hoping to exchange uh, some treasures with you uh, if you will give us uh, food and uh, water. Uh, yes, and uh, and then and then we'll be on our way. Thanks. The cyclops opened his mouth, which was as deep and wide as a cave itself, and he laughed. <laughs> and what if I don't? Ah, well, um, uh, well, the uh, the thing is, uh, said Odysseus, the uh, the father of all of the great gods. I know who he is. Who's that? He's Zeus. Zeus, yes, the the father of all the gods, Zeus. Um, he looks kindly on those who will uh, give hospitality to weary travellers such as ourselves. Uh, so, um, uh, food and water, and uh, we'll be on our way. Thanks. The Cyclops laughed again, bigger and deeper. Ha ha ha! He bent down so close to Odysseus that Odysseus could smell his hot, stinking breath. Do you know who I am, little two-eyed thing? My name is Polyphemus. And I am a cyclops, 
and my father god is Poseidon. Poseidon, god of the sea. Exactly. And I don't care at all about your silly Zeus. <laughs> the Cyclops reached out his hand, grabbed one of Odysseus's men, opened his mouth, and gobbled him up. What? That's horrible! It is, isn't it? Odysseus took a step back, and so did his men. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait now, wait now. Uh, uh, great Polyphemus, the, the the Cyclops. Um, uh, we we have um something to offer you. Um, we have this fine wine. It is a drink that uh that makes you happy. Please, please take some and uh, and perhaps food and water, and 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 we'll be going. Odysseus's men pushed the barrel in front of the Cyclops, who reached down and picked it up just as easily as if it was a beaker. And then that giant drank down all of the wine. And then he threw the barrel at the wall of the cave, smashing it into splintered pieces. He just drank all the wine. He did. And then Polyphemus bent down and looked hard at Odysseus with his one huge eye. What is your name, little two-eyed thing? Me, said Odysseus. Uh... Nobody! <laughs> I'm nobody, <laughs> I can assure you. Well, nobody. <laughs> he really thinks his name is nobody. <laughs> I like your drink. It is a good drink. And I shall give you something in return. Great food, water, excellent. I shall give you the gift of a little more life. I shall eat you last of all. Oh, no. And that Cyclops reached out his hand again, grabbed another of Odysseus's men, opened his mouth and gobbled him up. Oh, not again. This time, Odysseus and his men drew their swords. Are you ready? One, two, three. Shh. And they were just about to charge at the huge giant when they noticed something. What? His one eye was looking very heavy and he was beginning to sway from side to side. The wine! That's right. You see, the Cyclops wasn't used to the wine and he drank a whole barrel he started swaying round and round and round. He's going to fall over. And his one eyelid became very heavy. And then that massive giant fell backwards and hurtled down, 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 landing with a... <laughs> so that the whole cave shook. And then Polyphemus began to snore. Where did you come from? 
as soon as Odysseus and his men realised that the Cyclops was completely asleep, they ran over to the mouth of the cave and tried to move the boulder. Are we ready, men? Okay, get your hands on the boulder. Leo, we're going to have to heave this out of the way. Are we ready? One, two, three. No, it's not working. Okay, what should we do, Leo? What should we do? Maybe all the girls should try to push it. Okay, girls, are we ready? Get your hands on the boulder. We're going to heave it out of the way. One, two, three. Oh, no. No, can't do it. Leo, any other ideas? What about all the boys try to push it? Okay, boys, get ready. Get your hands on the boulder. We're going to try and roll it out of the way. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, no, it's not budging. Leo, what can we do? Why doesn't everybody try? Okay, girls, boys, grown-ups, everyone get your hands on this boulder. We have to roll it out of the way and get out of the cave. One, two, three. The boulder would not budge. And now Odysseus's men are starting to panic. How are they going to get out of the cave? What's going to happen when the giant wakes up? What will happen, Leo, when the giant wakes up? I don't know, but they're definitely not the only ones panicking. But when that massive cyclops wakes up, he's going to eat them. Yeah. Wait, why don't they try and kill the cyclops then? That's a good plan. If they killed the cyclops, then the cyclops wouldn't be able to eat them. Ah, hang on a minute though. There's a problem with that. The Cyclops is the only one who can move the boulder. Oh, my goodness. They need his massive giant strength to get out of the cave. So, if they kill him, they'll starve in the cave and they'll die. But if they don't kill him, he'll eat them and they'll die. This is not looking so good, is it? Yeah. And this is exactly what's going through Odysseus's mind at that moment. What are they going to do? Oh, think, Odysseus, think! Think, Odysseus, think! I'm thinking! Wait, men, 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 men. I have an idea. He can't eat us if he can't catch us. But he's bound to catch them. Yeah, good point. I wonder what Odysseus is thinking. He can't catch us if he can't see us. Well, he hasn't got some kind of invisibility potion. No. But what do you think Odysseus is thinking? He could take down the eye? The Cyclops has got one giant eye. Yes. If they could stop the Cyclops from seeing, then maybe, just maybe, they could get out of the cave. Odysseus and his men start to search around the cave for anything that they could use. And way, way at the back of the cave, they find a very, very long tree trunk. And as soon as they find it, they have an idea. They take out their swords. Are you ready? Swords out again. One, two, three. And they begin sharpening one end of the tree trunk to make a point. So can we sharpen together, everyone? With your swords, let's go. Sharpen, 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 whittle, whittle. Sharpen, sharpen, whittle, whittle. And when they had finished, there was a big point on the end of the tree trunk. It looked a bit like a giant spear or a giant wooden stake. Mmm, stake. No, not that kind of stake. And then Odysseus ordered his men to lift the giant wooden stake 
the giant spear onto their shoulders. And they marched over towards the fire and placed the sharp point, the tip, into the burning coals of the fire until the tip glowed red and hot. Oh, I think I know what they're going to do. Then Odysseus and his men faced the snoring, sleeping Cyclops. They aimed the point at that sleeping eye and then they charged. Are you ready? One, two, three. Charge! They ran at the sleeping giant and they plunged the tip of the wooden stake deep into his eyes with a big hissing squelch. Are you ready? Squelch! And then they twisted it round. Hiss! And that giant woke up and he screamed. Ah! And he pulled out the wooden stake. Ah! I'm screamed Polyphemus and he started stumbling around the cave knocking things over I'm blind I'm blind he made such a loud screaming and howling noise that another cyclops nearby heard him and started thundering over towards the cave and when he got there he called in to Polyphemus from outside the boulder Polyphemus, are you all right in there? No, said Polyphemus. I'm blind. Oh, said the other Cyclops. Uh, who has blinded you? Nobody! <laughs> Nobody has blinded me! Oh, said the other Cyclops. Well... If nobody has blinded you, why are you making such a fuss? <laughs> and the Cyclops turned around and thundered back to his ship, leaving poor old Polyphemus blind and staggering around the cave until eventually he fell down and he fainted. Phew, but how are they going to get out? Good question. Polyphemus lay asleep, spread out, on the floor of the cave all night. And when the dawn came, his little sheep started bleating to be let out. Polyphemus sat up and held his head. His eye really hurt. And of course, he was blind. He managed to stand up. He turned around and he rolled the boulder away from the mouth of the cave, letting the daylight pour in. And then he turned around, crouched down, and blocked the mouth of the cave with his huge body, so that the only way out was between his legs. And then he called the little sheep to go through his legs, and out into the field. And he was very careful to feel their backs as they went through his legs so that he could feel soft wool. What do you think he'd do, Leo? 
if he felt a man going through his legs. He would gobble them up. Gobble them up. And he counted his sheep as they went. One sheep. Meh. Two sheep. Meh. Three sheep. Meh. Four sheep. Hi. I mean, meh. Five sheep. Meh. Six sheep. Meh. Seven sheep. Bar. I mean, meh. <laughs> Eight sheep. Meh. Nine sheep. Meh. And ten sheep. Meh. All the little sheep were out in the field and then Polyphemus knelt down and blocked the entrance completely. So, nobody, <laughs> you have blinded me, but you won't escape. It's breakfast time and you will taste delicious. Oh no, what they're going to do? But Odysseus and his men were not in the cave. What? How did they escape? How do you think they escaped, Leo? It's got to be something to do with the sheep. What do you mean? How could they have used the sheep to escape? Polyphemus is blind, right? Yeah. And they were going through his legs and he was feeling them, right? The woolly backs of the sheep, yeah. So, he's only feeling their woolly backs. What do you mean? I mean, maybe the men could have sneaked out underneath the sheep. <gasps> exactly, Leo. Brilliant. You see, when the Cyclops was asleep, Odysseus was thinking. He knew that Polyphemus would feel his sheep when he let them out the next day. And if he felt a man, he'd gobble them up. And so, all through the night, Odysseus and his men strapped themselves to the underside of the sheep so that when they went through Polyphemus's legs, all that giant felt was the woolly backs and not the men clinging to their bellies. And as soon as they got out of the Cyclops's cave, they untied themselves and then they ran and they ran and they ran all the way back to the ship and then they jumped on the ship and they started rowing away at full speed. Are you ready? Row, 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 row. row. And when they were far enough away from the island, Odysseus turned back and called out to the blind Cyclops. Polyphemus! It was not a nobody who blinded you. It was a somebody. Wow, he's such a show-off. It was I, Odysseus, king of Ithaca. Not a good idea, Odysseus. His father is Poseidon. Good point, Leo. And when Polyphemus heard Odysseus shouting out his name from his ship, that Cyclops was so furious that he told his father, Poseidon, god of the sea, to send waves and storms and wind and foam to make sure Odysseus never got home. Do you think he did get home, though, Leo? Of course he did. Of course he did. He's a hero. But the rest of the story is for another time. For now, it's the end.
So, Leo, did you like that story? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And what was your favourite bit? My favourite bit was when they thought of that cunning plan. It was awesome. It was, wasn't it? Great plan to escape the Cyclops. Now, every episode after I tell the story, we have an activity for the listeners to do at home. So, Leo, have you got a fun activity for our listeners to do? Yes, I have. But this will involve some Play-Doh and a little bit of watching on YouTube. Okay. So, if you follow the link in the episode notes, it will show you a clip from Sinbad and a Cyclops. Oh, scary. The monsters in this movie were designed by a guy called Ray Harryhausen. Oh, he's so cool. Oh, yes. He was a real hero to modern filmmakers like Steven Spielberg, George Lucas and Peter Jackson, who made movies like E.T., Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Oh, I love all of those movies. They're amazing. His models and monsters were filmed using stop-motion animation. What is that, Leo? It's a way of animating that involves taking a photograph of your objects or characters one frame at a time. You move them slightly, take a photo, then move them again and take a photo, and so on. When you play back the images one after the other, objects or characters appear to move on their own. Wow, that must take a long time. Yeah, it does. And you must need a lot of patience. But the effect is incredible. I'm sure it is. So I thought it would be super fun to make our own monsters out of clay or Play-Doh and film them using stop-motion animation. Oh, brilliant. There are loads and loads of stop-motion apps out there to film your monster. I've put a how-to link in the episode notes. I really want to see your monsters, so please share a photo or even better your animation in our Facebook group. Oh, yes, and watch out for some of Harryhausen's monsters. They are amazing, but they can be a little bit scary. Like his Kraken and Medusa from Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favourite Harryhausen films. So, as Leo said, you can find links to all the activities in our episode notes. And please share your monsters in our Facebook group and subscribe, leave us a review, and tell us what stories you would like to hear. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then, this voyage is ending. Yours is just beginning. Bye. Bye! Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram at mdragontales and on Twitter at Tales from the DR1.